Yo, what's up, everybody, and welcome to episode number two of Tigers Uncaged. I'm your host, Derek Parton, alongside my co-host, Mr. Dan Bartley. Hey, what's up, Dan? How's it going, man? Pretty good, pretty good. How about you? Doing all right on this uh, Monday night, just before 9 p.m. Uh, today was the official trade deadline. I believe it was 4.30 today for the uh, the MLB. The Tigers uh, kind of like doing what we thought they were going to do. They uh, they stood pat, didn't really make any major moves, other than uh, Cameron may have been being traded away to the Chicago Cubs. I guess he was here once again for a cup of coffee, kind of like his first go-around. But uh, kind of what we both we were all kind of talking about this day in the group chat, you know, about the Tigers and what was the smart move, what was going to be the real move moving forward as they, as they're currently 500, they finally got back to 500. They had a very, very good weekend sweep against the Minnesota twins who've kind of fallen back to earth. And, um, they're only two, I think they're only two games behind. What was it? Uh, was it Milwaukee for that? Not well, not, I'm sorry, not Milwaukee. Toronto, they for the wild Toronto Blue Jays is, uh, in the wild card. Yes. Uh, so there are a couple games behind the Blue Jays. Yep. Um, and obviously, there are quite a few games, I think, three or four behind the Chicago White Sox, who are, you know, world beaters right now, killing it. But I don't think anybody's catching the White Sox. So I think you got to really pull, if you're a Tiger fan, uh, for the wild card berth. Because I think with the expanded playoffs this year, I mean, it's not impossible for the Tigers to make the playoffs in a very short season. I mean, keep pushing. They didn't make any trades. Which means if I think if you went and traded like Jonathan Scope, if you would have listened to offers for Boyd, I think that would signify that, yeah, we're going to sell. We don't think we have any shot. But I think with Avila saying is, yeah, Cameron Maven's not a vital piece to this organization right now. He's not going to really contribute. And I think in Avila's mind, the outfield is getting a little bit bunched up with, with Jacoby Jones now as a legit starter. Victor Reyes is starting to take off at the plate. Um, and the other position, I think, is just kind of up in the air right now, left field. Um, so I, I'm excited, though. I, I like what I'm seeing from the Tigers' brass core right now, and we'll touch on the offense later. But I, I'm glad the Tigers did not deal Jonathan Scope in the we talked about that earlier about Jonathan Scope and that, you know, I was kind of 50-50 up in the air, like, eh, do we move him? Do we do we try to, like, hang on to him? Because right now I, I've made it kind of clear. I know Steve kind of disagrees with this, and I think you and I might be more on the same page with it, but I want playoff baseball regardless. I don't care if it's a shortened season. I don't care if it's, you know, no fans, fans, whatever the case may be. It's just we need some sort of positivity here in Detroit uh, with our sports yes. team. And the Tigers – Currently, I would say exceeding expectations. 16 and 16 at the midway mark here in the shortened season. Um, they're exceeding my expectations for sure. Um, the pitching staff has kind of been so-so, kind of what we talked about on last week's show with the debut of Casey Mize and where the team's going pitching-wise. But, you know, Jonathan Scope really, really having a career season. I don't care if it's a shortened season or not. You know, this is a guy that's, you know, a 260 career hitter. Um, you know, he's only played, I think, eight years in the, in the bigs. He's still kind of a young guy. But, you know, to be dealt with the Tigers is kind of like that guy just to be here for a cup of coffee to maybe be, you know, given the providing that little extra pop in the bat, so to speak. And he's done that. I mean, obviously leading in home runs, RBIs, and he's uh, approaching 300 batting average. And he's pretty much your best player overall on this team. So to, to, to kind of keep making that push for the playoffs, I think you need him. He's your valuable piece. He's the guy that you need to have on this squad if you really want to look at short term goals. But if you're a guy like Alavila, you know, tough pill to swallow. I don't think he was ever even me- really wanting to make any major moves at the deadline. 
But Scope's your guy. If you really want to have playoff baseball here and have a chance at it, you got to have him on this team healthy and cranking bombs and getting some solid hits, and he's done just that. Yeah, what, what Scope is, is I do recall watching some games where the Tigers played in Baltimore when he was with the Orioles, when he was with Chris Davis, when Chris Davis was relevant, and Matt Weeders, and some of those guys in Baltimore that, that had some success. And Baltimore's been god-awful like the Tigers for, for countless years. And then he went off to a, to another organization and and got hurt. I believe it was Minnesota, which they have a top prospect in Minnesota, so they kind of pushed that kind of pushed scope out the door. Which Kumbaya, we land him here in Detroit, in Detroit, which is great. He's had a great season. I I can't see the Tigers pulling that plug today and trading him. If they did, I think that they'd be asking for a lot, and I do believe that's the right call. You're not going to ask for a lot, and you're not going to get a lot. I, I say don't move them, which they didn't. Um, Daniel Norris is another guy, which we talked earlier today, that I, I was all for letting Daniel Norris go. I think he's kind of – I'm not going to say worn out his welcome in Detroit, but I think he's kind of a guy that you can't rely on to stay healthy. You can't rely on him to have a significant contributing role with this organization or even in the bullpen rotation he bounces around so much and he's left-handed which automatically you're going to earn a spot being left-handed but the Tigers actually if you look at the weapons in the Tigers bullpen they have some decent pieces now coming together with Soto with Alexander that's two guys that are left-handed right there it was and that honestly Norris doesn't really have a long-term plan because he's not going to be your long-term guy that's going to go to Alexander and in years to come you're talking about a guy like Norris too. Touching on him is that you know he's been in the organization now. He's been in the bigs. I think now this is his fourth season, and we've given this guy a lot of opportunities. He's been injury ridden for several years. A lot of it. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. I think he's also had Tommy John surgery once before. Um, so I believe he has some sort of cancer, and then he also yeah. had COVID. So I mean, the guy's been through a heck of a lot, and to still yeah. bounce back. I'm not going to challenge that, but. Obviously, he's got a lot of heart and a lot of passion for the game. There's no denying, but does he have the major league stuff? Can he harness his his passion for the game is still to be decided. I mean, he could go off to a National League team like the Mets, the Braves, the Cardinals, and find a different pitching coach, which I think is a lot of the problems with this Tigers team, is the Tigers pitching coach, in my opinion, absolutely sucks. And, And I think there's so many other guys that would flourish in other organizations potentially Daniel Norris. I think Daniel Norris is kind of fit for the national leagues. I mean, I, I can see him and I, I think Steve may have detested this. Maybe it was, maybe it was Norris, maybe it was someone else, but kind of like Andrew Miller as looks to him because I feel like if you maybe were to leave this team, if you were to trade him away, release him, whatever he went over to the national league, I think he could, he could possibly find his niche over there. And I think the national league might be more better suited for him. I don't know if they're going to make that, that whole DH, um, you know, right now they're doing it with both leagues where the, there's no pitchers that are hitting there. It's all DHs throughout the league. And I think that should be a permanent rule throughout major league baseball, even when this yeah. whole shortened seasons ended and we go back to regular playing baseball. But anyway, I digress with Norris. I think it's just, he's kind of reached his peak here in Detroit and maybe you found something, maybe a little something in the bullpen as, as short-term success it is. But I feel like as the years kind of 
roll on here and you know he's just he kind of just kind of stays in the basement here and you really want him to be one of your five starters you really don't have him cut out as a bullpen pitcher or a long-term reliever what have you but I just I'm with you I'm kind of okay with letting Norris go for the right price if he does have some short-term success but now with the trade deadline passed you're you're kind of stuck with him and I know Steve was kind of ratting on Alexander uh, earlier today but I I kind of like what I've seen out of him I know it's a very small sample size but he's shown he's got some really good stuff and Soto we already talked about he's pretty much your new closer now might as well put him in that role yeah yeah he is I think Soto does have probably the best mechanics everything all coming together right now in the bullpen because Joe Jimenez has kind of been a little bit of a uh, roller coaster not to go with Todd Jones references but <laughs> and the Tigers bullpen is becoming a strength because yeah. if the Tigers bullpen was not as good as what they have been this year the Tigers would be in the basement we'd be completely trashing this team right now because the rotation as good as they're gonna be in the future hopefully fingers crossed the rotation right now sucks to be yeah. completely honest with you Matt Boyd is finally starting to turn around and and Casey Mize the, the young phenom is what he is right now he, he struggles he has success um I know we debated about that, and I won't touch too much on the Casey Mize because it seems like last week we, we had the Casey Mize Love Fest show. Um, <laughs> he's going to come back to Earth himself, yeah. I mean, he's young. I mean, he's he very young. young. But, he's, but the rotation he, as yeah. a whole does not go deep into games. So overall, the bullpen needs to save the bacon. because if The rotation is not going to give you five, six innings. The, the bullpen's going to come out. And thankfully, with only 60 games – you're probably not going to burn your bullpen out too, too bad, but the Tigers definitely will definitely tax the bullpen a lot where you could see some guys yeah. not available in, in crucial situations because they're overpitched. And you don't want to have a guy like Soto, uh, you know, drawing an in, in, innings limit. Um, the, there's some guys down there that have thrown a lot of innings already, but the Tigers are in still contention. I mean, you're a 500 ball club. You're not out of a playoff spot keep pushing, keep trying to find wins to manufacture, manufacture runs. That's what the Tigers need to keep doing. Keep pitching well, keep hitting well, and you'll find yourself competing all year. And it will be exciting. That's the main thing that we want in Detroit. You touched on that earlier. Is exciting baseball that you're going to want to watch nine innings. Because let's face it, do you really, what else are you going to do? We're all stuck in the house. You know, things are starting to lift, but nothing beats watching Tiger baseball. That's like pretty much what you're doing right now. Nine innings of Tigers baseball, it's it's what we have. And it's exciting right now because they're actually a 500 ball club. And that's and like we said, that's excitement. That's also exceeding expectations. And it's also given us, you know, kind of like that release of like, you know, it's a breath of fresh air, you know, when it comes to Detroit sports. We're, we're wanting to actually, we're doing it right now. We're wanting to talk about them. It's something that we've not really had the passion to do in the last, I don't know, six to eight months throughout COVID and even before that. Uh, dating back to late last year. I mean, that's just – this is something that's really, really nice to see. And regardless if the offense and the, and the pitching is inconsistent, it's going to be the story of this year because you're seeing a lot of teams in the major leagues that are in the basement that aren't normally there. Look at Boston, worst team in baseball right now. I mean, they yeah. are just completely obliterated, that team. So nobody saw that coming, at least I did, and I know they lost some key pieces. But the Tigers right now have done – more than what I thought they would. Um, my overall prediction for the season, you know, if you want my two cents, I think was like finishing uh, eight or nine games below 500 and just barely missing the playoffs. Well, 
that's going to probably get you in the playoffs. The 500 or just slightly below will get you a playoff spot when it's all said and done. And if the Tigers can keep clawing and gritting their way, you know, to these wins, whether it be taking two out of three here and there, that's going to get you a playoff spot. If you can just consistently these next two, three months, just keep on taking series or even splitting series from these teams, Cleveland, you've, you've proven you can shake that monkey off your back. You've beaten Cleveland a couple times now. You've swept Minnesota. Chicago has your number. You haven't really had much success about Chicago. And I think everybody's number. Chicago does, and they're and, and so do the Rays. The Rays right now, best team in the American League. Chicago's not far behind right now. So you're going to be really having to deal with Chicago. I don't know. I'm not looking at the schedule right now. You, you're going to play Chicago, I'm sure, a few more times before yes, the year's are. out. And you got to really be on your A game there, and you got to at least try to split those series with them because that's going to be crucial games when it comes down to um, you know playoff time, playoff contention. But um, I do want to touch on too one other key uh, addition to the Tigers today during the trade line. We we acquired somebody that uh, the last name you probably do remember uh, Rodriguez. His name is Derek Rodriguez. He is the son of former Tigers Hall of Famer Pudge Rodriguez. Only he is a pitcher, not a catcher. And uh, this guy's shown. I know he's he's only been in the bigs a couple of years. As a rookie in 2018, he actually had a really solid year. Um, I think he had 21 appearances, had an ERA of just I think around 270. Um, I know last year he struggled mightily, had an ERA north of five, and I know he's had a couple starts um, before we traded for him or before we acquired him, I should say. He had a couple starts that were you know pretty lackluster, and so that's why they released him. But um, I feel like if he's able to locate some of that stuff that he had a couple years ago, he might be a, a very, very smart pickup for the Tigers in years to come. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it doesn't hurt you to pick a guy up that it – basically a team gave up on him so that yeah. you know he's hungry i mean his dad knows the organization he knows he's been around the tigers clubhouse he's been around there so he is familiar with probably detroit and honestly a guy like that it, it would be a really good story for him to make the ball club don't know if he ever is going to be called up probably not this year uh, who knows about next year who knows what's going to happen but I mean, it would be a really nice story, you know, obviously what Pudge Rodriguez meant to this organization when he was signed yeah. and how he kind of brought it from the basement to, you know, the gold brass ring basically without actually winning the World Series. But right. Pudge was a guy that everybody loved. I mean, I had a Pudge Rodriguez shirt, jersey, all that. Pudge was a guy down here. He really was. And the home run derby, what Pudge was able to do that, not flashing yes. back too far. But that was remarkable. Being there and actually seeing that and how – the Comerica Park was just lit up and just a phenomenal showcase of what Pudge is. And you don't know what you're going to get out of his son, Derek. Huh? Funny. Um, it's spelled but, really I mean, different, though. <laughs> yeah. yeah you, you hope for some success with the guy. It's someone that you're going to pull for, and it's someone that you're probably going to watch and hopefully progress with Toledo. Yeah, Pudge was that guy that uh, when he got brought in here in 2004, one year removed from the 119 lost season, he was kind of our spark in our personality before Miggy came along. You know, Pudge was a guy that was a huge fan favorite. You saw Pudge jerseys everywhere, and he ignited that spark, you know, I feel like. And just a couple years later when we actually brought in some of those names like Maglio Ordonez and, you know, that got this team to the, to the promised land. But I'm excited to see what his son can do. You know, I think that if he can garner any kind of – any kind of mechanics of what he had back in 2018, I don't think it's completely lost. But like you said, you didn't really give up anything for him. You didn't lose anything. It's 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 a complete roll of the dice. So you know maybe he'll fit into this rotation or in the bullpen in, in, in sometime in the in the near future. But uh, real quick, I do want to touch on the the offense. Um, 
I know Miguel Cabrera obviously hit a huge milestone a few days ago, hitting his two thousand career hit as a Tiger. Not two thousand career hits. He's still got about uh, a little over two hundred hits before he hits to three thousand, which I think he'll get. I think if you play a couple more years, I think for sure he's going to achieve that goal. Um, I know he's slowing down, but as of late, the the power numbers seem to be kind of uh, elevating for Miguel. Yeah, I think he's finally getting healthy, and I think the shortened season. It seems like Cabrera always is kind of a slower starter from what I recall from recent years. He's not really a big-time guy that starts really well in the season. It kind of takes him a little bit. But the weather's nice now. I mean, it's been hot. Now it's going to start progressing in the fall. I mean, yep. you could see him really have some success at the plate. I mean, he's DHing every game. So all he is is focusing on his film, hitting yep. in the cage, making sure he's ready for his next, next at-bat. And, I mean, he is starting to really be a value contributor again, which he definitely needs to be. I mean, he is the catalyst to the lineup. Jonathan Scope's been great. But if you have a good one, two, three, four, uh, you know, one, two, three, four in the lineup, I mean, that'll definitely help the Tigers out a lot. Um, I think the biggest guy that you really need to get going is Nico Goodrum. And Nico Nico Goodrum was the guy for me in, in preseason who I had as my Tiger of the Year. And now yeah. it's kind of making me look like a little bit of a slap. But, I mean, yeah. he, he he really performed well last year when the games were meaningless. So I taking that in account, I kind of rolled the dice a little bit. And I said, yeah, Goodham's probably going to have a solid season, maybe back close to 280, 290, hit, a, hit you know, 10 home runs, drive in some runs. And he's kind of falling a little bit short. And, and that's kind of really – he's kind of goes in some really bad – slump sometimes he has some really nasty looking at bats like when you're watching Goodrum it's just frustrating because you know the guy's got talent he can play a lot of positions and I think he's finally getting settled in at shortstop second base wherever he's going to play now firmly that's I think is what he needs to concentrate on I think the Tigers need to fully sit him down and say you're going to play shortstop and this is where you're going to play he was bouncing around the outfield shortstop third base and I think now the way the Tigers team is shaping up, I think he's got a predominant rolling out short. And another guy that's kind of cooled off a little bit is Jacoby Jones, but Jacoby obviously Jones. He, he was, you know, off the map hot when the season started. Of course, he's yeah. not going to continue that, but I mean, he's still high 200s. He's still hitting some pretty good contact on the ball, but the, the lineup has to have some depth for this team to make the playoffs. That is my biggest concern with this Tigers lineup is beyond Miguel Cabrera and Jonathan Scope. What else do you really have? Can you rely on Victor Reyes to keep hitting? I think he's got a six or seven game hitting streak right now going. But can can you have him continuously have good at-bats? What are you going to get out of uh, guys like Nico Goodrum, Jacoby Jones, um, obviously, Austin Roman has some good hits. Um, yeah. There's some guys Candelario. in the bottom. Yep. Jamer Candelario is really coming alive. He hit that monster yeah. home run. Um, he was my guy last year. I, I was a huge slappy for Candy last year. Um, you know, in his rookie season, I thought that, you know, he was going to be the real deal. And he had some, he had a slow start to his season this year, but he is starting to kind of get back into his own. He's actually only, um, yeah. he's just batting 299. He's just below 300. So yeah. I do like what I'm he yeah. has found his confidence. He's found something at the plate. He's done some lot of work. I know he works really hard. I see some of his stuff that he posts on Twitter. And he does work really hard at, at his craft at the plate. And if you can get some guys to produce at the top of the line to kind of set the stage for the Cabreras and the Scopes 
I think the Tigers could make this really, really interesting come fall. And that's all that I want. That's really all that I want is I don't want to, because this is what's going to be interesting. Now, just for giggles, look at the Tigers' schedule. So they got two games against the Brew Crew, which you'll probably split. You'll probably win one, lose one. Then you have another off day on Thursday, which is weird. You have today off, and then you have Thursday off. So I don't yeah, get two days that. Yeah, a week special. off. It's very and then weird. you play five in a row with the Minnesota Twins. <laughs> so you got them doubleheader Saturday, Sunday, <laughs> Monday. Yeah, so, lightning can't strike twice, I think, you know, and, so, and, and it's, it's going to be really tough to take even three out of five from the Twins because you know they're going to be hungry. But the doubleheaders, obviously, they proved this past weekend that they can they can win a doubleheader, and they did that. Um, you know, the, but like you said, the the bats that we are starting to kind of see dwindle off need to start picking back up again. And and, and I think Jacoby Jones will be the catalyst to that dogfight. You know, I think that we're going to continue seeing increased um, consistency from Miguel Cabrera. And, you know, a guy like Nico Goodrum right now, he's a guy that really has to prove his worth. And, you know, I don't even need him hitting bombs like he was earlier in the season, you know, whether it be grand slams, home runs, I don't care. Just get on base. You know, he's got good speed. He can get on base. That's what we need. And I think against a team, especially like Minnesota, you know, you can make it count because just getting those base hits against Minnesota pitching, you're going to get some runs against them. They're, they're not – they're not as great as what they first claim to be on paper. They should be good on paper, but they just haven't been playing to their full potential. So it's, it's going to be interesting to see these next, you know, 10 games or so. I'll go on a limb here and I'll say by the end of this weekend. Yeah. Get a really good feel what this Tigers team is all about. I really do want to say, see them play Chicago again. Mm-hmm. As much as it probably be the end of the season watch Tigers get beat three straight or four straight how many games they play left for Chicago but <laughs> this weekend's games against Minnesota I think is going to be big and a big telltale sign on what you're going to see going forward and maybe if this team can make a wild card push because you're not winning the central now who knows what's going to happen with the wild card but I mean you're, you don't got to worry about the Red Sox as you noted earlier the Red Sox are bottom feeders yep just just keep it interesting keep us entertained Keep me flipping on Fox Sports Detroit and watching Matt Shepard's uh, Snooze Fest games every day. I mean, that's all I'm yeah. asking for. Keep it entertaining. Go deep in games for the starting pitching. Get some good, productive at-bats. We'll make the playoffs. I'll say yeah. that. I, I can agree with that. That's not too far of a stretch. Honestly, it's not a, it's not a long it's not really a long shot for me. Um, you know, I think personally where they sit right now, and I said this earlier in the group chat, I said, I, I think if they stay pat, regardless if they stay pat or if they were to make any sort of small move that wasn't of significance, they're going to come up just short. I, I believe that they're going to come up just short. And by just short, I mean by like under five games. But they're going to give it a hell of a run. They're going to give it a hell of a push. And they're going to make it exciting. You know, it's a shame that, you know, they couldn't really keep up that hot start from the first couple of weeks of the season. You know, they ran into some to some really, really tough opponents where they were losing four out of five and going on some really, really long losing streaks. But the eight, nine game find, losing streaks kill you. Yeah. Yeah. And they're, they're starting to find their niche. I don't think it's too late by any means, but they can't be doing that again, you know, in these next 20 games or so. So, um, yeah, keep it close. Definitely. My biggest concern is, is the, the, the pitching going deeper than three to four innings. You know, your starters have to go further than five innings. I'm sorry. I mean, and they can. This team can't. You can't keep wearing off the bullpen like this because 
the offense can only get you so much. You know, we're, we've been we've been very very lucky and fortunate to put up you know five six seven runs you know every every few games or so. But that's not always going to be the case. You're going to have to win those those close pitching duels, those two one games, those three two games. They're going to happen, and they're going to happen against some of these teams that you're going to be facing. So. Um, it's going to be great. It's going to be exciting, and I'm excited to see what happens. And, uh, yes. you know, as we call the show, um, we'll touch on next week uh, where they set. And uh, now that the, the trade deadline's behind us, it's full speed ahead for a playoff run. Let's let's make it happen. I mean, let's just make it count. It's all that matters. Yes, sir. Well, we appreciate you guys tuning in. And uh, for myself and Dan, we are going to call this one a podcast. We will see you guys next week. Take care. <laughs>